Welcome to Caldwell Medicine Review, episode 60. The only podcast with a host who wonders why people that say route pronounce route 66 route 66. I always hear route 66 more often than route 66, but I hear people say route more often than root. I think there are some Americans that say root instead of route, and I know Britons say root instead of route, they say router instead of router. But everybody where I'm from says route and router, but they say route 66. Interesting stuff there. Um, it is. Monday, May 1st, 2017, episode 60 here. This song is Professor Umlauds by Kevin McLeod, and you can check out his site in Competech.com for royalty-free music and graph paper. Only two live episodes left after this one. And then I'm going to... Um, an upload model for a while for the summer. I have like paint chips on my desk. I don't know why. It's like a soft, gritty paint. I hope it's on anthrax. I'm pretty sure it's on anthrax. I'm pretty sure it's paint or something. Maybe something food-like, or I don't know. Happy May, everybody. Make the most out of May as, as you can. See, March in the upper Midwest the month you get a couple good days out of. April you get a handful of good days. May is usually the beginning of the summer. Not swimming. Water's still freezing cold. <laughs> but it'll warm up in a couple months, month or two. June, July. The beaches will be full. Set aside a lot of articles for this episode. Though not all that important, and I'm not going to read them in any particular order. They're just articles that, I, that caught my eye. Some of them I read, some of them I didn't. And as I said, we are live. And we'll be live for the next couple of shows here after this one. The number to call in is 602-753-3005. And you are more than welcome to call in and interrupt. And uh, give your feedback on any of the articles I go over. Or uh, suggest a topic of your own. I'm going to have a coughing fit in a minute. 
I have a glass next to me. In the last episode, I started coughing. I have an issue of getting liquid down the wrong pipe sometimes. So, what is the first article? Um, I don't know if I can read it because I have ad blocker on. All right, let's try it. Let's try it in a non-ad blocker browser. Bear, bear with me, please. We'll get there. A little bit of a slow start to the show. See, I won't have this problem when I upload my shows, my non-live shows. Starting, well, the last live episode will be next week, Monday. So, starting the week after that, probably. Or maybe I'll throw an episode in there. Uh, this was on build.de. So a German news outlet. It appears to be it has a .e or .de domain name. Article: There was no booing of Ivanka. So this article came out on the twenty sixth, which would be Wednesday. This is before the last episode. I don't know how I made it in there. I, I guess it just caught my eye because I remember seeing news reports of. Ivanka Trump getting booed in Germany. And I didn't cover it, covering other things. Um, definitely, you know, I guess not the most interesting story. Obviously, people have their disagreements with her. And would in Germany. Uh, but I, it, to me, it's more interesting of uh, it making the news and, and, and somebody saying it didn't actually happen. And with the whole fake news thing getting tossed around by everybody, including the president. So I'll read a little bit from this article here. Many people were surprised at Ivanka Trump's performance in Berlin. Contrary to the stereotype, the daughter of the U.S. president made a sophisticated and level-headed impression at the panel discussion with Chancellor Angela Merkel, Queen Maxima of the Netherlands, and the head of the IMF, Christine Langard, the glamorous White House ambassador, also cleverly handled a controversial issue. I didn't read this article yet. So what's the stereotype? It says, contrary to the stereotype, the daughter of the U.S. president made a sophisticated and level-headed impression. So if it's contrary to the stereotype, the stereotype must be that she is... Uh, unsophisticated and uh, not balanced in her head, I guess. Unless I'm reading that wrong, but let me continue. I don't know the bent of this news article here. U.S. media, however, are focusing on something else. They claim that Ivanka was booed and sneered at. Build clarifies. At the Women 20 Summit, there was in fact a moment during the panel discussion when the audience began murmuring, Panel moderator Miriam Meckel asked Ivanka whether she was speaking as the first lady in Melania Trump's place or as new advisor to the president. Ivanka replied in a disarmingly honest way, This role is quite new to me. It has been a little under 100 days. Uh, she said she would be happy to bring what she learned. 
here with her and discuss it with her father, blah, 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 blah. Proud of my father long before he came into the presidency, a tremendous champion of supporting families and enabling them to thrive. And I said, at this point, there was some unrest in the audience. There's no bullying or heckling, however. So I don't know what the unrest was. Murmuring, I guess, or... I don't know. I guess I can I'd imagine it. But then the, the article goes on and on and on. But like I said, I have a lot of articles and none are all too important that I need to spend uh, so much time on, I don't think. On to the next. Emails reveal FBI Justice Probe of Burlington College. Article on vtdigger.org. And I don't think I've ever done an article on vtdigger.org on this show before or have ever read one possibly. Now let me close this gigantic advertisement so I can get to the article. Now, yeah, I did not I did not read this article yet, but I set it aside. It might have something to do with the whole uh, Bernie Sanders thing. Uh, the Justice Department was investigating the activities of a now-defunct Burlington College as recently as February, according to the emails obtained through public records request. The emails show U.S. Attorney for Vermont and an FBI agent reviewed Burlington College records in state's possession earlier this year pursuant to, the, to an investigation. Both enforcement agencies declined to comment on the substance of that probe or whether it has been completed. Quote, it's typical us, uh, for us to not comment or confirm whether there, whether or not there is a current investigation. We would not comment on any active investigation, said Craig LaPorte, a spokesman for the U.S. Attorney's Office. An XBI spokesman cited a similar policy. So let me skip down this article a little bit. I don't know exactly where this is going. So they have a picture of former Burlington College President Jane O'Meara. Sanders. So let's get to that portion of the story here. I think this may have been an article linked to the Drudge or on the Drudge Report and the title on the or the headline that, that Drudge put. He puts his own headlines when he links to the articles usually. Usually pointing out something in the article. I think this was pointing out something about Bernie Sanders' wife. Let's see, I'm just going to skip around a little bit. In January 2016, after reporting by VT Digger showing the former Burlington College President Jane Sanders overstated pledge donations and applying for a loan so the school could purchase uh, its former or so a school could purchase its former North Carolina campus, a Republican lawyer, Brady Toinsing, Toinsing or something like that. Um, made a formal request to the U.S. Attorney for a fraud investigation. So that's what that's all about. I actually don't know a lot about this story. And the reason why I skip around the article is because I don't want to sit here and read an entire article. I'm not trying to, like, gatekeep information from it. Um, i got a, quite a few articles here. and Some of them I know things about, some of them I don't. But I did see some headlines regarding this. Now, obviously... If there was anything concrete so 
far, I think that would have been in the headlines at least. So it is appears to be an investigation of sorts at this point uh, on regarding overstated funds. Um, just again skipping around after it became clear the remaining college trustees could find nowhere to put the 150 banker boxes of records that the state wanted to get rid of. Browser email Bachman, blah blah blah. Um, you're invited or you are aware that this is a DOJ investigation and some aspects of the college's activities. So they're given, I guess this is part of like a timeline. They got some more information about how this all came together. Very long article. Uh, and it says further down, Jane Sanders, wife of Bernie Sanders, overstated donation amounts in a bank application for a $6.7 million loan the college used to purchase a prime 33-acre property in Lake Champlain in 2010. She told People's United Bank in 2010 that the college had a 2.6 or had $2.6 million in pledged donations to support the purchase of the former Roman Catholic diocese of Burling, uh, the Burlington property. So... I guess it does appear to be quite an overstatement here. That is an overstatement of $4.1 million. <laughs> um, $4.1 million over the $2.6 million needed. And then it first says on the next paragraph, the college, however, received only $676,000 in actual donations from 2010 through 2014, according to figures provided by Burlington College. Two people whose pledges are listed as confirmed in the loan agreement told VT Digger that their personal finance records show their pledges pledges were overstated. Neither was aware the pledges were used to secure the loan. Jane Sanders did not respond for the request comment on Thursday. So, I guess we'll see more there. I'll do a quick search. Since this article is from... April 27th, which should be Thursday, I believe. That would be when my last show was. If you think of dates and times of when my shows are, as I expect you to. Uh, let's see. Quick search here. So interesting story so far. So there's a, some other articles, none that are that much more recent. One, one, a couple from the 28th. The FBI continues to investigate Gene Sanders' Bur, Bur, uh, Burlington College land deal. Sanders spouse scandal. Feds probe, probe Burlington College new email show. So just some headlines regarding that. So it should be interesting to see the developments there. But I'll move on. Now, I normally cover politics, but I set this aside anyway. I don't think it's actually that big of a deal now that I think about it. And I read the article. But uh, I'm just mentioning it anyway real quick. Barn find of a lifetime. Two matching cars, window sticker. 
excuse me, window sticker is still attached, gathering dust for 30 years, and sequential VIN numbers. So they have these two cars, and it totally caught my eye because they looked like one of my favorite cars, and they turned out to be... Shedding light on a 30-year-old story, friends, Sean Matthews and... Uh, let's see, oh, Sean Matthews, William Avila, and... Paul Mesmer still can't believe what they found and then purchased within the past couple of weeks. And uh, they don't, the article will say further down, but they don't really say the story of how they found it, which kind of kills, kind of, I don't know, kind of, I don't want to say ruins the story, but it would have made the story a lot better if they would have included how they find, how they found these rare cars. <clears throat> As begins to say, how often you come out to look at them? Asks the visitor to their storage unit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Don't tell my wife, laughs Sean, but probably every other day. Buried beneath the dust, uh, dust and old leaves, a couple of Buick Regal Grand Nationals, test driven only, never purchased. The stick sticker still on the window. And here's a kicker. VIN numbers are in sequence. These guys are calling them the twins. Finding these two cars with consecutive VIN numbers, that's the find of a lifetime. So, if you don't know, um, Grand Nationals, it's a 1980s era, I believe they were 86 and 87. I think there, there might be a third year in there, maybe maybe there's an 88 or an 85, I don't remember exactly, but there are uh, the G-Body GM... Buicks, they have a picture of them and they look pretty dusty. But I don't know, real cool looking car, super fast. Um, and it, this this was this was during the time, and uh, I could be a little bit off. I could be going off of a bad memory or hearsay, but I think this was around the time where emissions were really throttling down the Corvettes and uh, other muscle cars. The Mustangs were very slow for a while. I think mine is special editions anyway. And these uh, Buick Regal Grand Nationals were uh, pretty pretty crazy fast. Six cylinder engine. It's a turbo. Yeah, they, they were putting uh, supercharges in the, what were they? Not the Regals, but the Rivieras. Did not compare. There's some good videos online, just people dragging with them and uh, and doing burnouts. Now, to modern standards, they're not really that fast, but still faster than your average car off the line. Next story. Again, if you are listening live, I'd like to call in 602-753-3005, 602-753-3005. Uh, next article, what I've learned from Bill Nye. Well, I'm proud to call him a friend today. I wasn't sure how things were going when I first met him. So Bill Nye, uh, you know, a lot of people criticizing him for just towing the establishment line with everything. Even uh, as far as appearing to be some kind of science denier with this whole gen gender spectrum and social justice warrior crap that he's doing now. Uh, but... 
earlier than that calling for jail of people skeptic of man-made global warming and the effectiveness of carbon taxes. Buddha Perry's a big advocate of carbon taxes. I don't think he really understands how that would how that would work, and he makes the uh, peculiar argument how um, that would help the economy. So they have this whole article on the Huffington Post here from the executive vice president and chief technology officer of Monsanto. Of all people, Dr. Robert T. Fraley, contributor. So he writes a whole article on Bill Nye in the midst of the criticism he's been getting lately with his new show. I, I would say a pretty laughable new show. Um, so this also came out last week on the 26th. And the article goes on. He's praising Bill Nye for opening up to GMOs. Recently, I've written uh, about how fake news and deceptive publishing practices are making it difficult for consumers to distinguish fact from fiction when it comes to science. This issue is always uh, top of the mind for me because whenever I speak at conferences or talk to reporters, I am inevitably asked at least one question about false claims, internet myths, and even retracted scientific studies regarding GMOs. Even if a claim has been debunked for years, it tends to periodically resurface on the social media because it is presented to look like real news. Most people don't know the difference between organizations like the National Academy of Sciences and the, Un the Union of Concealed Sci or Concerned Scientists. So how uh, they would know to trust as a source or unbiased scientific analysis. So he goes on. From 1993 to 1998, 1993 to 1998, Bill Nye made science accessible. I'm talking about a show here. Um, skipping down the article, it's another. It's a pretty long letter he wrote or article he wrote. Going on, he too has learned from Bill Nye. Um, first met him. At an Intelligence 2 debate about genetically modified food back in 2014, I was one of the debaters and Bill was in the audience. And he purchased a recent book, Undeniable Evolution and, and Science of Creation, where he included a chapter that expressed concerns about the long-term environmental impacts of GMOs. And then, of course, he comes over onto the side of GMOs. Not a big surprise here. He finishes off the article, data-driven scientists aren't always the best communicators, which makes it even more important to have mainstream science advocates like Bill and astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson. These guys are incredibly gifted at getting people excited about science and helping them understand new technology. Makes the world better, so. There you go, an article praising Bill Nye for liking GMOs now, <laughs> I guess. Uh, my personal opinion is uh, I'm not in deathly afraid of GMOs, but I'd rather avoid them for the uh, organic or non-GMO 
variety at least. However, I can see the benefits. Now, GMO food is cheaper and it's easy to make. And I can't grandstand here and say, well, people shouldn't have affordable food. Throw it all away. You know, it's like the whole thing with, uh, well, it's not really the exact same thing, but I, I always thought that Cash for Clunkers deal was pretty stupid. They would wreck perfectly good cars, which is not only taking cars out of the market for people, lower income people, but also taking cars out of the market that I would say I would say buying a used car over a new car, uh, buying a used car over a Prius is uh, less of a carbon footprint. You know, the longer we can recycle the cars that we have, rather than the massive carbon footprint it takes to create a brand new car, and that includes electric cars, of course. Electric cars have a higher carbon footprint to create. Initially, from what I understand. Although they use electricity to drive, they are still a heavy burden on the environment if you're going to use that argument, that carbon footprint argument. So the best, most green car to buy is a used car. <laughs> and how did I get off on that food? Well, yeah, uh, I'm not going to deny cheap food to anybody or any kind of food to anybody. I don't think the federal government should deny raw milk to people, and I don't think the federal government should deny GMOs to people. Uh, and the one they do deny to people is raw milk sold over state lines due to uh, safety concerns that they see, which I acknowledge exist, but are over-exaggerated, and I don't think it's really the government to stop people from getting excuse me <laughs> sick if they're not responsible on to the next it may be Pocahontas Trump attacks Warren as potential 2020 rival a article on Yahoo News by Michael Walsh now I saw this this was at the I won't even read the article I'll just go off of my memory here because I saw the first half or more of the NRA speech and yeah and he uh, and Donald Trump's uh, typical give no fucks kind of manner just um, railed into Elizabeth Warren uh, probably on her gun record to begin you know, call her Pocahontas and then mentioned yeah she might be the one running against him in 2020. Though I don't specifically think he said that he was running in 2020. You never know. He might pull a Jesse Ventura and do one term. Although, when he was campaigning, he would say stuff like on his second run, he would get, you know, uh, something like more of the black vote or things like that. On to the next, ACLU defends Coulter after Berkeley speech cancellation. Article by Dylan Stableford, Stableford uh, senior editor, Yahoo News. 
So American Civil U- Liberties Union condemning threats uh, that forced Ann Coulter to cancel her speech at the University of California, Berkeley. Quote, this is unacceptable. Threats of violence that led to Heckler's video of Ann Coulter's speech at Berkeley are inconsistent with free speech principles that protect us from government overreach. David Cole, the ACLU's national legal director, said in a statement Wednesday after Coulter canceled her appearance, which had been scheduled for Thursday. Hateful speech has consequences, particularly for people of color, LGBTQ people, immigrants, and others who have been historically marginalized. Cole continued, But if the government gets to decide which speech counts as hate speech, the powers that be may later feel um, free to censor any kind of speech they don't like. So... ACLU can be a friend and a foe to conservatives and liberals or whatever. That's the way I've always seen it. The only thing they don't, uh, they never really jumped on board. The only civil liberty they haven't seemed to jump on board with fully, although they have shown some hints to, or a little bit of effort to, is uh, gun rights. They kind of seem to be a little gun shy, uh, pun intended. Uh, with the whole gun rights issue. So there seems to be like um, kind of like a left-wing kind of wing of the ACLU and the libertarian kind of wing of the ACLU. way I've always seen it anyway. And their, their lawyers have believe, I believe have helped out uh, people that ran into Second Amendment problems from time to time. Um, here's an article I found interesting titled No Free Lunch in Brexit Negotiations Germany Germany's uh, Ooh, how do I pronounce this last name? Schabel, possibly I don't think I read this article But um, It's about lunch I guess Britain must understand that they that it won't have advantages over its 27 peers in the European Union once negotiations over its exit from the bloc are concluded. German Finance Minister Wolfgang Schäbel said in remarks published on Saturday, there's no free lunch. He tells Funky Media Group, it's F-U-N-K-E, Using an English expression, Britons must know that. Chancellor Chancellor Angela Merkel this week warned Britons not to delude themselves that they would continue to enjoy EU rights after Brexit and insisted the bloc would only agree future ties with London after they had nailed down the deal to leave. Britain Prime Minister Theresa May said Merkel's remarks underline how tough Brexit negotiations will be. Shable added, We do not want to weaken Britain, but we also don't want the, uh, what, but we also don't want that the rest of the Europe is weakened. Britain should not have more, uh, advantage after, advantages after the exit that other countries don't have. So, um, I guess it's not specifically launched. Like, I mean, they all get together. Maybe there's like a cafeteria. 
and they're having their negotiations or whatever, and, like, all the nations, they all get their lunch, they have their tray, and they're, like, bringing it down the line, and you grab, like, your Jello cup, and, like, your bagel, and your Salisbury steak, mashed potatoes, and then, I guess the Britons, they'll have to bring their own from now on. That's my assessment of the article, anyway. Well, at least I'll say it is. Uh, let's see, what else? There's a newer article. We're going in uh, chronological order, I think. Of when I bookmark these. News.com.au Leaked documents reveals Facebook conducted research to target emotionally vulnerable and insecure youth. A secret document Shows in scary detail how Facebook can exploit the insecurities of teenagers using the platform. Facebook has come, has come under fire over revelations that is targeting potentially vulnerable youths who need a confidence boost to facilitate predatory advertising practices. Allegations were revealed in the morning by The Australian, which obtained internal documents from the social media giant, which reportedly show how Facebook can exploit the moods and insecurities of teenagers using the platform for a potential benefit of advertisers. A confidential document dated this year detailed how by monitoring posts, comments, and interactions on the site, Facebook can figure out when people as young as 14 feel defeated, overwhelmed, stressed, anxious, nervous, stupid, silly, useless, and a failure. Such information gathered through a system dubbed sentiment analysis could be used by advertisers to target young Facebook users when they are potentially more vulnerable. Article continues here. While Google is the king of the online advertising world, Facebook is the other major player which dominates the industry worth about $80 billion last year. But Facebook is not... One to rest on its laurels, a leaked document shows it has been honing its covert tool it uh, it it uses. That's a grammatical error here. The leaked document shows it, it has been honing the covert tools it uses to gain useful psychological insights on young Australian and New Zealanders in high school and tertiary education. Now, even though I read these articles like this, this word here, tertiary, I, I'm not like uh, I'm not one of those guys that like knows all these fancy words. I guess, um, I guess that would be a fancy one. I'm calling any word I don't know. I I don't typically typically use in my normal conversation. You're fancy. Um, but that said, the more I start reading articles out loud, the more I realize how many grammatical errors you find in these. This article is, oh, this article's from today, so I guess it's not that bad. But uh, don't don't beat yourself up if you ever misspell something. I'm not the best speller either. I'm okay at it, but a lot of times I type, well, I look at the keyboard when I type for whatever reason. I just never broke that habit. That results in a lot of typos. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, let's see. Believe me. That's what Donald Trump says. Believe me. 
Uh, let's see, what else? I guess uh, the article goes on. It's not really even that surprising to me. Uh, no, nothing's free. I think a lot of people view Facebook as it's a free service. Uh, you get the app for free, the website's for free, you can make an account for free, and all, do all this stuff for free. Except, I think if you have a lot of followers, you have to pay to make a post that they can all see. I think that's how their business model works, but they, uh, the whole company exists to make money off of you. And they have all these things, they have all these technologies. The whole mood thing is nothing new. And this is this is not the uh, first embarrassment Facebook had. Facebook had a controversy a few years ago, not that many t years ago. And I don't remember all the details on it, but you can find it. Uh, how they were doing mood experiments. And actually trying to change the mood of people. Through various methods. And had research revolving around that. So yeah, so uh, it would make sense that they would do something like this. Try to have some kind of algorithms that read your posts, uh, keywords, whatever. Things of that nature to determine your mood and to target advertisements accordingly. Just another method. Uh, if you're offended by that, be offended by the fact that your internet browser has cookies in it and it remembers certain things about you, websites you visit, things about your computer. The internet is more transparent than most people think. Well, I have a few articles left, but I'm going to take a quick break. So uh, hang tight and I'll be back in a minute. This beat is called The Prayer. 
Mortal Kombat 3 The Prayer. Made by Razzy K. Or Razzy K, I'm not sure. Only had a brief conversation over email to see if I could use this song. And I still feel bad that one time I used it, and I forgot to give credit, I used this song a few times for breaks. One to open. Let me find the credit information. Get your pen ready. Because there's a lot of. There's a lot of uh, stuff like this on his YouTube channel. And I think it's a heat. I suppose it could be a sheet. through my files here. I always, I used to have Mortal Kombat 3 for Super Nintendo. And I like this song. Link to Razzy K's other song. You got a lot. www.youtube.com forward slash R A I S I M 1222. YouTube.com forward slash R A I S I M 1222. I found one of the culprits that is just adjusting my microphone volume without my knowledge. It is Audacity. So now I have to go find a setting in Audacity to say, hey, stop adjusting my microphone volume. Some of us want to control our own microphone volume. We don't want the software to do it. Okay. Gotta stop that. <clears throat> Back to business here. Billionaire Robert Mercer did Trump a huge favor, will he get a payback? And is an article I found on McClatchy DC. Internal Revenue Service is demanding a whopping $7 billion or more back in, uh, in back taxes from the world's most profitable hedge fund, whose boss's wealth and cyber-savvy helped Donald Trump pole vault into the White House. Suddenly, the government's seven-year pursuit of Renaissance Technologies LLC is blanketed in political intrigue that the head fund, uh, hedge fund Fun reclusive anti-establishment co-chief executive Robert Mercer has morphed into a political force who might be owed a big presidential favor. So that's interesting. This has been going on for seven years. So it started in the 
second year, first or second year of Obama's administration. And he made major contributions to Trump. Could be a possible chess piece move. Uh, although I don't necessarily think an investigation or automatically think uh, an investigation by the IRS is automatically warranted given uh, their history and the fact that they have apologized for abusing the structuring portion of the law. Uh, the IRS was granted authority with this structuring stuff to seize the assets. A uh, kind of a guilty until proven innocent kind of seizure of people that they would find patterns in their deposit or, or withdrawal practices. Uh, there's something to do with $10,000, I believe. If you deposit more than 10000 or if you withdraw more than 10000 you get extra steps to uh, take, I believe, or the bank does, possibly. I think at least the bank does uh, as, for, as far as reporting um, and to hope to stop terrorism or something like that. I think it was, it was meant actually for drugs, combat drugs. You know, I'm going to have to take a quick break again. Uh, I'll explain in a second. Back again, again. I think I'm getting a cold. Well, no, I don't. Not necessarily. I don't think necessarily I'm getting a cold. I kind of feel that way. I kind of feel uh, kind of borderline. <clears throat> Sometimes when I feel like this, I get a cold. Sometimes I feel like this and I don't. It goes away right away. Uh, you know, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna speed things up here. So, yeah, more news to come. They go, this article goes on uh, pretty long with a lot of details here. Uh, he's, a, he's a big donator, it looks like. 13.5 million donations to independent pro-Ted Cruz, super PAC freed. So, uh, not a major surprise, IRS would be keeping their eyes on an organization like that. An anti-establishment, probably anti-IRS, conservative kind of organization. And let's move on. Not that the IRS hasn't targeted left-wing organizations, but there has been a 
plethora of conservative ones during the Obama administration that had a lot of light shined upon it, kind of resulting uh, to um, that apology that I mentioned before. Was, all that stuff was leading up to it. Uh, another health care vote soon, it looks like. White House advisors express confidence GOP has votes to pass health care bill. Article from today from CBS News. White House advisor Gary Cohn and White House chief staff, chief of staff Reince Priebus expressed confidence Monday that Republicans will secure enough support to pass a revised bill to repeal and replace Obamacare. Now, of course, Reince Priebus has said that he was confident in all the other past ones too, so this could be no news at all. Hopeful news for Reince Priebus and the administration here, but... Do we have the votes for health care? I think we do, Cohn said in an interview with CBS this morning during a special broadcast live from the White House. Cohn serves as the Director of National Economic Council. Quotes, we're going to get health care down to the floor of the House. We're convinced that we've got the votes and we're going to keep moving on with our agenda. So, Dana, in this article here, it's really short. Unlike the other ones here, a lot of the articles I've been reading tonight are just like pages and pages long. They don't go into the details of what's in the new health care bill. And it's actually a topic I've talked about quite a bit. So I kind of dropped the ball (laughs) on this one. But um, we'll see. I mean, that will be big news if something passes. Uh, I don't think the Freedom Caucus is going to budge. And the last I heard, they were hoping to work with Democrats. So possibly, you know, with this whole budget, this $1.1 trillion budget that passed, maybe they worked out a deal with Democrats. Let's see. McClatchyDC.com, another another, uh, article from this organization here. As Trump budget plans fade, Republicans brace for war with each other. Look out, Republicans are up for re-election in 2018. Look out, House Speaker Paul Ryan, the fiery, never-give-in ultra-conservative wing of the GOP is highly displeased with the budget agreement released or reached this week. Instead of fighting for President Trump's conservative budget priorities, they have surrendered to the Democrats once again. So here we go, we have a Republican president, we have a Republican-led House, we have a Republican-led Senate, and again, like history, repeating itself over and over again, um, Republicans are still not getting the things that they promised done. And this is one of the many reasons why I have trust issues with politicians and never expect much out of them. Pretty much numb to the fact that uh, it seems we're always kind of in a downward spiral. I think one of the main things I will judge the house, both houses and the president on, given that they have control of you know both houses and the executive branch, is the debt. Well, the debt. Continue to increase. Will it even slow down? The debt doubled under Obama. 
Bush wasn't much better. Uh, and and again, it, that to me is probably one of the biggest threats to the national security of the United States as, uh, as anything. The more death the United States has, the poorer people are, the more influence we'll have from outside nations, and the less sovereign our country will be. I'll continue on with the article here. Quote, early on in the debate, the Democrats clearly laid out our principles. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer. At the end of the day, this is an agreement that reflects those principles. Quote from him. Gone is money for President Trump's border wall or efforts to deny Obamacare subsidies. So I I touched on that a little bit last episode uh, with this budget. No money for the border wall. However, Planned Parenthood still funded. Amazing how this happens when you have... uh, When you think you have all the elections right for things like that to happen, for the promises of the people elected to happen, and it just doesn't happen. Uh, Welcome to the political climate, (laughs) as 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 it's always been since I remember... uh, so here, here's a quote here. It's no different than if Hillary was elected. It's a huge loss, and I'm livid. Paul Ryan's house is not a conservative house, said Tea Party Republican Art Halverson, who nearly defeated uh, Representative Bill Shuster, Republican of Pennsylvania, in the 2016 primary with 49.4% of the vote. Article continues, conservative groups are watching their members. Two dozens are expected to vote no, meaning GOP leaders will need Democrat votes to pass the budget. Heritage Action, a leading conservative group, will likely make opposing the budget vote a key vote in its scorecard of votes to watch. So, more disappointment there for the so-called conservative side of things moving on here I'm going a lot slower than I was hoping I'm going to enter super speed (laughs) Sierra Vista woman finds note from Chinese prisoner in Walmart purse on a kvoa.com news for Tucson Sierra Vista woman says a note from a Chinese prisoner ended up inside a purse at her local Walmart. Laura Wallace's mother-in-law purchased the purse from the store using a gift card she'd given her. She later found a tiny folded-up note in the zipper compartment. The note was written in Chinese. Wallace had it translated. It actually stated that the person who wrote the note was a prisoner in China, she said. Basically what their situation was and how they work long hours, 14 hours a day, 14 hours a day, and they don't have a lot to eat. To be sure, the note was translated by two more Chinese-speaking people, all came up with a similar translation. I'm very sure that's exactly what the note says, said Wallace. Article goes on to say similar letters have been traced back to stores like Saks Fifth Avenue and Kmart over the years. In one case, the writer was tracked down in China. Thought that, thought that was an interesting story, and I do remember a little bit of reading things 
similar to that nature anyway. And of course they get a they get a Walmart spokesman who just says something generic like we can't comment specifically in a note, but yeah. Full translation of the letter as provided to Walls reads inmates in the Yingsheng prison of Gongchi, China are working fourteen hours daily with no break, rest at noon. Continue working overtime until 12 at midnight, and whoever doesn't finish his work will be beaten. Their meals are with are without oil and salt. Every month, the boss pays the inmates 2,000 yuan. Any additional dishes will be finished by the police if the inmates are sick and need medicine. The cost will be deducted from the salary. Prison in China is is unlike prison in America. Horse, cow, goat, pig, dog literally means inhumane treatment. So, prison note from China mixed with the U.S. in a Walmart purse. Mayday protests today. Interesting articles on that. I won't get into any major thing, but there is, uh, I think, the biggest... Headline maker was the uh, a fire. Police set ablaze at Mayday demos and more. May one in, in photos. They have a slideshow. I didn't look at the slideshow yet, but it's on Yahoo News. French CRS anti-riot police officer engulfed in flames as faith faced protesters during a march for annual Mayday workers rally in Paris. Uh, there was also Mayday protests uh, rallies. In the U.S., I saw a live feed in California, kind of a standoff between Mayday, whatever. There were, you know, kind of Trump supporter kind of people there, too. Police everywhere trying to, you know, keeping the crowd apart. So that comes, more or less comes to France. Probably a, a bit of a help for Marine Le Pen there. CNN President Jeff Zucker says Fox's state-run media. Article on Yahoo News, Dylan Stableford here. Second article by him, if I remember. I'm going to get right to his quote. Given the time we have. He comments on three. The three majors here. Skip down a little bit. As for his assessment of the cable news landscape in the era of President Trump, Zucker began his reply by saying, obviously, Fox News is, uh, and paused for more than 11 seconds, continued, so look, there's three cable news networks, certainly in prime time and in the morning. Fox is state-run TV and is extolling the line out of the White House. Uh, saying MSNBC has become the opposition and CNN is seeking the truth. So given the revelations of CNN's biased media and uh, outright false media or false narratives or false whatever that they put out speculations um, yeah, maybe CNN is seeking the truth, but however, they're definitely 
selectively providing certain facts and outright getting some wrong. Uh, but no surprise that the president would come out saying that. CNN, the king of fake news. They got to be, yeah, at least one of the top, top five kings <laughs> of of the the fake selective narrative, uh, limited information, selective information news. Kind of on in their own bubble there. Last article I'll go over, Huffington Post, Trump pick for Army Secretary citizens should have same weapons as the government. By Amanda Turkle. Uh, so this is, a, this is a headline that would look bad for most Huffington Post readers. I, I think it's meant to be. Citizens should have the same weapons as the government. Um, but this is a point that I've always made. I rather like that. So when I see a headline like that, I have to jump on it. Tennessee State Senator Mark Green, uh, President Trump's nominee for Army Secretary, strongly, well, great. Even the story's getting better now. Strongly believes the citizens should be armed. Not with just any old guns, they should be able to possess weather. Whatever weapons the military has because an armed citizenry is the ultimate checks and balances against the, d- the federal government. Uh, damn right. Damn right. Uh, I don't know a lot about the Senator Mark Green. Uh, I like the cut of his gif so far. I'm sure there's probably a lot of things I disagree with him on. He's probably bad on budget and every, every, like a lot of other civil liberties here. If I'm just judging Republicans in general. Now, Democrats are, are terrible on everything, but at least Republicans can talk a good game. Um, and, and then just renege on everything later. The Second Amendment, while it allows citizens to protect themselves from other citizens, goes well beyond just allowing us to defend ourselves from a criminal. Green said at a pro-gun rally in 2013. Quote, the men who penned and ratified the document gave us the right to keep and bear arms, as well as ultimate checks and balances against the federal government, he added. When considering magazine size and weapon type, in comments like, you don't need a 10-round magazine to hunt deer, completely misses the point of the Second Amendment, which it does. Uh, the ten round magazine isn't for deer. Well, it is for some people. I've um, I've met some hunters that uh, I won't get into the story here <laughs> too much, but uh, I couldn't shoot the broadside of a barn and probably would use more than that. Uh, there are plenty of other checks and balances in the Constitution which are spelled out far more explicitly. Explicitly, rather, citizens can amend the Constitution. Congress can impeach the president. Lawmakers sh- uh, have stand for re-election. So this is the point that the author is making here. Uh, for some reason, she sees that better than the Second Amendment. Uh, protecting yourself against the government is to amend the Constitution. Um, well, it's easier for the average citizen to pick up a rifle than to amend the Constitution. Uh, for what I know about the world, I'll continue on here. Green did not return a request for comment on when it would be appropriate for a citizen to take up arms against a federal official. So that's kind of an entrapment question anyway. The, the uh, Tennessee state senator said uh, also said that the citizenry should be allowed to maintain whatever weapon the federal government has. If they can have an aircraft carrier, I ought to be able to have an aircraft carrier. Well, why not? I can see commercial reasons for that, I suppose. 
Now, as far as the whole nuclear weapons thing, I don't think there is a reason why the uh, public should have shouldn't have nuclear technology if it's for you know a reasonable purpose. So, if you have a gun, and that's not you, it's not necessarily a motive, or can be considered. What is the word I'm looking for? If you have a gun, that doesn't mean there, there's a police officer can assume you have intent to use it to commit a crime. Uh, nuclear weapons, however, like if you have a, if you're building a nuclear missile in your backyard, um. I don't know. Well, you wouldn't use that for self-defense, so I think maybe. What is the word I'm looking for? Reasonable what is reasonable something. So you need to have a co-host to correct me on things. A reasonable suspicion that you're you're about to commit a crime. I guess if you're building a nuclear missile in your backyard, possibly. I mean, missiles are meant to shoot at um, large populations, typically not for self-defense. So maybe if you're building a nuclear missile in your backyard, it's uh, it's good cause to be under surveillance. <laughs> but uh, you know, there might be other reasons for some kind of nuclear technology. But of course, that he didn't say anything about nuclear. This is kind of a Huffington Post thing. Uh, under the sub headline underneath, citizens should have, or you know, Trump pick for Army Secretary citizen. Should have the same weapons as the government. And it says underneath, what about nuclear weapons? Ooh, I got you there. So I was just sharing my opinion here. Well, of course there's comments. Let's see what the, 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 the Huffington Post comments are always the most idiotic comments I you, you could ever find on any news site. And I pretty, I think they heavily moderate them. Uh, from all the evidence I've seen here, or there's plenty of evidence uh, that I've seen that they heavily moderate these to just leave the absolute dumbest ones up. Not on, not on purpose by them to leave the dumb ones up. It's just how it turns out. Um, the men who penned and ratified the document gave us the right to keep and bear arms. It, ultimate checks and balances against the federal government. So this is Nicole Mee quoting from the article, and then she writes her opinion here. This is the problem. That is not why we have the Second Amendment. Nowhere in their writings did the founders talk about armed insurrection. The country did not have a standing federal army and needed armed and armed citizenry to defend the country when needed. I don't know what she's arguing. The Second Amendment says, in order to have uh, a free state, that's not the. Here, let me. Read the actual. A well-regulated militia being necessary to uh, to the security of the free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms should not be infringed. So the Second Amendment is saying you need to have the right to keep and bear arms in order to keep a free state with those arms because with those arms... You uh, 
can have the well-regulated militia that would be necessary to fend off the threat. So there's some commenters responding to her. You know, here's more proof that the Huffington Post moderates their comments because here's a here's a guy responding to a conservative. You can see here because he's quoting him. Oh, Huffington Post, the uh, another gatekeeper of information. Oh, everybody's a gatekeeper of information in some way, but the Huffington Post goes extra far to suppress certain ideas and to limit, or Huffington Post writers do extra work, it seems, to selectively provide information and leave out other information, kind of like the Young Turks. It's just so obvious the whole, the whole purpose for things like the Huffington Post and the Young Turks to exist is to fulfill their readers and viewers' confirmation bias. And on that note, we're over time. I'm tired. I'm calling it a night. It has been Caldwell, Caldwell Madison Review, episode 60. Uh, tune in for the next couple of live episodes. Uh, Mondays and Thursdays, so next Thursday, next Monday will be the last two live episodes. Tune in then. And uh, we'll uh, hope to catch you then. Have a good rest of the week.